What's up drop services, Dylan Sigley here. In today's video, we're getting into another Q&A. So I've got a ton of questions here on the laptop we're about to jump into, coming at you from a secret location here. And uh, yeah, let's do it. So first of all, massive shout out to Jordan here. Just made a $900 sale. He says third and potentially fourth sale in almost two months. So awesome work, mate. Another student in the drop servicing community doing great and uh, we've got a few questions from the free groups here as well so here's a group from one of our subscribers Kim Daniel on YouTube here and he says hey Dylan great information and video I want to start my own digital marketing agency and specialize in lead generation through using Facebook ads I've signed up for a course to learn how to do so and how to close clients as well I want to make sure that I know my service as much as possible before trying to get someone to do it for me however I see that utilizing this drop service model can be much more cost and time efficient however I see so much potential for miscommunication between freelancer and clients some videos I've watched have said that it's better to start a service they have expertise in so you're more knowledgeable in your service offering so yeah I mean if you've got some knowledge in your service offerings it's going to help a lot obviously right because if you don't have that knowledge you're going to need to build up that knowledge in order to make sure you're delivering your client a quality product at the end of the day you need to have a general understanding at least around that product or service so you know what the client is going to expect you know how to deliver a high quality product you know what the costs involved are going to be the process for delivering a high quality product but you don't need to worry about whether you're going to be able to deliver that high quality product by hiring the freelancers team to deliver the services for you because obviously throughout the production process you are going to be the point of communication between the freelancer and client and you want to make sure you're relaying all of that communication between the freelancer and client and you're looking at the freelancers work making sure it's up to par looking at what they're doing before you're delivering it to the client and then obviously the client might have revisions or requests to make changes to what you're doing and then of course you can relay that information back and forth but it's you that is controlling the quality of the service the communication the cost and the time frame of the project so you don't need to worry too much about that because you have total control over the quality still even if you do have a team delivering the service for you but you need to make sure of course as well when you're going through the hiring process that you hire somebody that's actually good at delivering the service but looking at their past work interviewing them giving them any test tasks looking at their reviews etc so Kim's got a few questions here first he says for services like digital marketing web design how do you handle all the necessary work as the intermediary are you using project management platforms and for sure I mean you can use whatever platform you're used to using you can even use Google Sheets if you like we use a lot of Google Sheets but also things like Trello and Basecamp are really powerful tools and I like both. Trello is a lot cheaper than Basecamp though so I usually recommend that and um, we use that primarily in our businesses. I used to use Basecamp but you don't really need it. It does a lot more than Trello but it's more expensive so it's not really worth it because it's unlikely that you're going to be using everything that they have to offer um, so I'd recommend going something more simple like Trello uh, but you don't need to use one of these softwares to manage the project as well. You just need to make sure you understand the stages of production, you know at what stage your client is at and you need to make sure you have the dates for the 
deadlines laid out, making sure that your team can actually deliver by those deadlines as well, and also making sure you have all of the costs down. You wanna make sure you know at every single stage, how much is this project costing? Are you making money? Are you losing money with this? Are there any additional charges that you need to provide to the client? So it really just comes down to communication between the freelancer and the client, then the timeliness of delivering the project, and then the quality of the project itself. What do you do when your client wants to talk to the guy doing the work if they're paying so much for this high ticket service? So I, I never let them talk to the team. Uh, they never really ask though, to be honest. It happens very, very rarely that they want to talk to the person doing the work. But what I'll usually say is, hey, um, you, you can have your project manager say this or you can say this, but basically it is, hey, um, I'm actually the person that relays communication between the client and the team. Uh, everything that you would discuss with the team, you can discuss with me. It's really my job to handle all of the communication. They just focus on actually delivering the service. And we've got a lot of clients, so they don't really have time to get on calls uh, with clients. That's why I do this job. Um, so it'd be kind of taking my job away from me to put you on calls with these delivery teams. It's just something that we can't do because we find that all that happens is we end up losing time and it doesn't improve the quality of the delivery. Uh, I can relay any communication that you have to the team and answer any questions for you. Next he says here, what if your client wants to hop on a demonstration call with you? Do you hook them up with a freelancer? A demonstration call, I've never really had to do that in any of my drop servicing businesses. Um, that's more something you would do in a software where you're demonstrating how the software works. But obviously if you're delivering a service, they can only really see the output of the delivery, right? So why would they need to see the production process itself? That's, that's strange, that never happens. So the next question is a good one. Do you think someone should try to develop some expertise in a space before trying to outsource it and create a company off of it? So yeah, definitely, right? You need to understand the service somewhat, right? You can start off with no experience, no knowledge or no skill around the service, but you need to develop some understanding of that service to deliver a high enough quality product. And it's pretty easy to develop the understanding just by talking to your freelance teams, doing your own research, and then everything else will come down to your experience. But you only really need to know enough to know how to sell it to the client, to know how to deliver it to the client and kind of direct your teams in delivering a high quality product, making sure you're managing the production process so those three things that I mentioned are included. You're managing the costs, you're managing the time frame, and you're managing the quality. So definitely develop some knowledge around the service. It'll help you a lot in the delivery, of course, but don't think that you need to be an absolute expert. Awesome, thanks for the questions, Kim, and the kind words. Let's get into the next question here from Demilda Sanaki. How did you go about getting your first client and making them a returning customer? So that was my first client, I'm, I'm assuming you mean a Facebook client because that depends on the service that you're offering, whether it's going to be a recurring service, meaning they're paying you again and again, like month after month. So with Facebook advertising, for example, that's a recurring service. But then with uh, animated videos, for example, that's a one-off project. So there are things you can do to turn your clients for your animated video company into returning clients. Those are things like getting referrals. Those are things like getting partnerships with other marketing agencies that sell your services to their clients, also known as white labeling. So those things will lead to your clients coming back again and again for an animated video business or any kind of one-off project business uh, but when it comes to recurring businesses like our Facebook advertising here so let's talk about that yeah so the first client I got for that business was actually uh, we made another video on this actually uh, so check out this video um, on screen now it basically tells you how we got our first $12,000 client in six days for our Facebook advertising agency and basically all we did was build a list 
of potential clients. So we basically built a list of CEOs in the retail industry uh, using LinkedIn. We generated those leads, created a list, and then we just put them into a cold email campaign, sent out a blast of emails. Um, we got some leads coming in. Uh, we jumped on calls with those leads, and then we ended up closing our first client. It took six days to go through that entire process, including building the website. And we kind of talk about that process in this video here. So check that out. First of all, you have to build the website, build the offer, then build the list, then put that list into the cold email campaign. So you need to have an email that presents your offer, of course. And then you want to follow up with the leads that come in, get them on a call and close the deal. And how do you turn them into a recurring customer? Well, with this client here, he actually signed up for the first three months up front. So he had already wanted three months of service, essentially. And then after that three months was up, we just kind of reviewed the work and he was happy with the service. So he signed up for another three months, for example. So what's going to happen really with these types of services where the client needs it on an ongoing basis is they're going to want to just sign up once the period is over as long as they're happy with your service and they're happy with the results. So you don't need to worry about any tips and tricks when it comes to services that are already naturally recurring like Facebook advertising, YouTube advertising. You more need to worry about it if your service is a one-off type of project, for example animated videos or graphic design, right? So there are things that you can do to get the clients coming back again and again like I mentioned white labeling, uh, getting referrals from your clients and then offering them a discount for long term work from you or even just offering them a contract where they sign up for ongoing service of producing whatever it is you're producing. So we've got another question here from Lead Gurus. So they say, I've just started a drop servicing Facebook ad agency where my website charges $400 a month for services and I make a $200 profit. I see a lot of people suggesting to start with Upwork, but how do I go about getting clients when most of them charge hourly? I have no portfolio or reviews to give them to trust me. Thanks for the great content. So I'm a little bit confused by what you mean because you say that uh, how do I go about getting clients when most of them charge hourly? So your clients are charging hourly? I assume that you mean that your team is charging hourly, right? So everyone on these freelancer networks, all of the freelancers are going to have an hourly rate, but you can talk to the freelancers and figure out what they would charge uh, to deliver the service on a per project basis based on certain specifications that you would lay out for them. But it sounds like you already do the work or you already have freelancers that are charging $200 and you're making $200 profit so I don't really understand part one of your question because you say most of them charge hourly but I think that you uh, are maybe you're a bit confused because you think that the freelance networks you're getting sales from freelancers no so you would set up on those freelance networks for example Upwork as an agency and you would sell services to potential clients on one-off project basis so they would pay you for a certain amount so in this case $400 like you're already charging so you don't need to worry about the hourly rate because you already have your team delivering the service for you so you know you more need to worry about whether your price range is going to be good for the clients and it sounds like you have a very cheap uh, product there that could easily be sold on the freelance network so I recommend signing up on those as an agency and start offering a service for $400 and uh, using your team to deliver it for $200 and bam you've got a $200 profit so there's no hourly uh, rates going on on the clients end. Next you say I have no portfolio or reviews to get them to trust me so you don't need to worry so much about that because first of all you've got a really low rate and everyone starts out that when I started my first ever business I had no testimonials, I had no examples, I had no reviews. I got one testimonial from my mate 
who built my website and he put his testimonial on my website and he was the person who built it. So that was all I had. I had no example work, no previous work, no case studies. And I turned that into an offer. I was offering my service for a lot cheaper price like you're doing here, Lead Gurus. And I was saying, hey, um, we are a new company. We don't have any testimonials right now, um, but I will give you this $400 price in exchange for a testimonial. Then you've already got a good offer there, right? So you can use that as part of your offer. And then you can also talk to your freelancers and ask them if they'll let you use some of their testimonials and reviews or case studies or results of their work to show potential clients. And then you can put them to a Google Drive folder, send them through to potential clients and you'll be good to go. So we've got another question here. Naba Panchal says, what are the steps to do after you get an order on your job servicing website or like mistakes people do in satisfying the order of the service they've got on their job servicing website? You can make a video on that if you like it, awesome. So. Yeah, I mean, once you've got an order on your website, usually what you're going to do is begin the onboarding process. So in most cases, you're going to have the potential client fill out a questionnaire so you can gather all of the information you need to be able to provide that information to your freelancers. And you can figure out what those questions should be on that questionnaire or onboarding document by talking to your freelancers, figure out what information they need to deliver the service, right? Then you can create that document, gather that information from the client. Once the client's made a purchase, then deliver that document to the freelance team to begin the project. In terms of common mistakes like you mentioned here Napa is going to be around things like I mentioned earlier in the video costs time frame and quality you need to make sure at the beginning of the project the client's expectations are really set around those three things so first of all they need the expectations set around the costs so what exactly is included in your service in that original price that you've given the client, right? So you need to make sure that you've outlined everything that's included. So then if they ask for something that's not included, they're not going to be surprised when you charge for it, right? So you need to outline everything included, all of the costs involved, and then additional things that they may want to purchase. And that's also an opportunity to get some upsells going. Next, you have the time frame. You need to make your client aware of what the time frame will be when you're likely to deliver the service and what issues might come up to make it a longer time frame than normal so that's really important as well if the client has a deadline you need to be real upfront with the client about whether you can deliver by that deadline and if you say you're going to deliver you better deliver by that deadline next is the quality or the results of the service right so the expectations need to be set with the client at the beginning of the project what kind of results they can expect that's really important so if it's something visual or audio something they can listen to or look at look at your past work or listen to your past work or whatever it may be then they're going to know what to expect because your past work is a good indicator of your future work right so you can literally just show that to them to set their expectations before you begin production the next thing will be if it's something like advertising what kind of typical results they can expect that you're not promising results to them as well that should be in the contract too so Prashant Goswami here says hey Dylan great video can you particularly suggest some free sites which can get me clients for my video marketing agency other than Crunchbase yeah for sure so Crunchbase is literally just a directory so there's tons of directories online for different niches like lawyers or life coaches or real estate agents whatever it may be search for different niches and different directories you have things like Yelp for example that are really great and then of course LinkedIn is a really great place to get clients right off the bat then you have Instagram uh, and also of course Facebook you can reach out to people on their Facebook pages there's tons and tons of options check out some of the other videos on my channel uh, where I go into some of those options for getting clients and they should help you along the way so Luke Speaker here I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that right sorry can you please make a video regarding contacting freelancers on Upwork, Fiverr, for example, what to ask? Do you mention your business? They will see your prices on your website, of course, which might make them reject you. How to form a long-term relationship with them? So there's a lot in there. Let's see how much we can unpack. 
Um, so first of all, what to ask? Well, you want to first of all ask them what kind of pricing they'll give you for whatever your specifications of your service are going to be. You want to ask for some of their past work so you can see what they can do. And in terms of forming a long-term relationship, that just comes from ongoing working with them. You're going to see whether you work well together, whether you like working with them, whether you like the output of their work, etc, etc. And you can decide from there whether you want to keep working with them over the long term or find another freelancer. And most likely in the beginning of your business, you're going to go through a few freelancers until you find that one that you want, just like when you're looking for someone to marry. Now, one thing worries me here though, because you mentioned they will see your prices on your website, of course, which might make them reject you. So let me just cover that for you really quick, because that's a really big misconception in business, right? So what we think is that we're doing some kind of trick in delivering a service, but in reality, all we're doing is organizing a business. I mean, when you're a chef at a restaurant, are you surprised by how much money the restaurant is making in comparison to how much you're making for making the food? No, you're not, because it's a job, and these freelancers are getting a job working at your agency, essentially, right? You need to stop worrying about them being worried by your prices, and focus more on if they can do a good job for your clients, because at the end of the day, they're going to be working for you, and your clients delivering quality work for your clients, so you're gonna make sure you review their past work, see whether they can actually do a good job for you, make sure their pricing works for you in terms of the specifications, and be really upfront with them. Be like, hey, yeah, so I'm looking for some freelancing teams that can deliver services to my clients. My clients seem to be interested in this type of service, so I'm looking what kinds of level of quality I can expect for different price ranges, so give me an idea of what kind of pricing you would give me for these specifications that you can lay out for them for whatever project that you're looking for, right? And they're going to tell you how much they'll charge you for that okay so if they're going to be charging that amount that means they're happy with charging that amount they're not going to be like hey I charge you this amount now you're charging a lot more hey that's not fair give me a lot more no they're not they're going to be happy with the fact that you're bringing them clients on an ongoing basis it's just like for example you had a goose that was laying golden eggs you're not going to kill the goose to get the golden egg you're going to be happy with the goose that's laying lots of golden eggs for you right because that means that you're going to have a lot more coming in and that's what these freelancers have with you because you're essentially the marketing and salesperson bringing the clients consistently for these freelancing teams and they're happy with the fact they can deliver their services without worrying about the marketing and sales side because that's not what they're focused on they're focused on delivering right so the other thing is even if your freelancer is annoyed that you're white labeling or charging more to your clients for the services and they're charging to you you need to let them know hey you got admin costs you got marketing costs and all of that too so you can talk to them about that but at the end of the day not many freelancers are going to react that way they're going to be pretty happy with the fact that they get to work with a company that's bringing them ongoing clients so don't worry you're not tricking them here what you're doing is actually offering them an opportunity to work with your company and get consistent clients for them that's really important to them they want that security and stability as freelancers and you're going to turn them into your long-term team so there's going to be a lot of value creation a lot of win-win and that's business at the end of the day it's organizing resources organizing people, organizing software, organizing technology, and putting it together to create value. And that's what you're doing as a drop servicer. You're essentially organizing a team of people to create value for your clients. And of course, there's going to be different levels of value added at different stages. Just like when you're producing a golf club, right? The raw materials for the golf club is very cheap. Then you put together that golf club and you turn it into a golf club, right? And then you sell that golf club to the retailers who sell it to the golfers and they sell it for a lot more. So the price always increases down the line 
online and that's just how things work. Essentially what's happening by the freelancer working with you in the beginning is they're white labeling their services to your agency and you're selling them to your clients. But in the long term, you're taking those freelancers into your business, you're turning them into your in-house team and you're basically creating a virtual online business, a virtual online agency delivering services to clients. The clients are happy they're getting a quality service at a low price. You're happy you're making money. Freelancer is happy they're making money. Everyone's happy. It's a win-win-win situation. So start focusing on the win-win side of things instead of the win-lose, the positive instead of the negatives and you're going to get a lot more success. Hopefully these answers helped you guys somehow today and I look forward to getting more questions for the next video and I'm going to enjoy the weather a little bit here and I'll talk to you guys soon.